experience in which you yourselves once walked when you lived in it. Remember Paul said, if you have been raised, you once walked in that. But now you yourselves are to put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy language out of your mouth. Do not lie to one another since you have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man who is renewed in knowledge according to the image of him who created him. Where there is neither Greek nor Jew, circumcised nor uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and in all. These few verses give a powerful formula for the success of all relationships, but especially marriage relationships. You see, filling a glass of water forces air out of that glass. And in the same way, developing positive Christian characteristics will help to push negative characteristics and behaviors out of our lives. But we replace those things with positive, good, godly characters. Those that come from pursuing the things of God. You see, couples seeking marriages that honor God, they practice the things that Paul writes about. They put off the things of the flesh. You see, those not focused on the things of God will be more likely to be involved in the temptations of the world. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 6, 16, I say then, walk in the Spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Church, this is why it's important that we are mindful that we are watchful for the things that we are reading, the things that we are watching, the things that we are ingesting into our minds. The more we fill our minds with the things of the world, the more that we will begin to act worldly and think like the world. The more our thinking like the world, the more our actions will be like the world. By inspiration of God, Paul said, put those things to death. He mentions fornication, sexual sin and temptation. He mentions things that are unclean. He mentions passions. Now it's interesting, passions and evil desires are closely related. They're closely related to fornication, to sexual sin and temptation. The passion is the, 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 very, the act, the physical things. But the evil desire... That's sexual lust. That's the mental part. That's where pornography and things like that would come in. He also mentions greed. The love of money is a root of all evil, Paul told Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 6. He mentions covetousness, which is idolatry. Putting anything in the place of God. I want that no matter what the cost. You see, how do we put these things to death? Paul said in Galatians 5, only when we walk in the Spirit... Only when we allow Christ to have reign in our life. Paul talks about in the book of Romans, Christ being in our life, the Spirit being in our life. Walk in the Spirit and we will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit daily and we will put to death these things. Church, you see, a marriage is built on truth and sustained on truth. But notice in the next place what Paul says. 
beginning in verse 12. We need to live like a child of God. Therefore, as the elect of God, the chosen of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering, bearing with one another and forgiving one another. If anyone has a complaint against another, even as Christ forgave you, so you also must do. But above all these things... Put on love, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body. And be thankful. You see, those couples who are seeking marriages that honor God, they will put into practice... By walking in the Spirit, the things that Paul says by inspiration of God. Tender mercies. Being compassionate. When's the last time we showed tender care and compassion to our spouse? Having a concern for them and their needs. When's the last time we sought to be kind? Having interest in seeking what they want or what they need or their good. When is the last time we've act, acted out of humility? Putting ourselves on the same plane realizing I'm no better than they are. They're no better than I am. We're, we're all broken. We're all sinners. We're, we're in need of Jesus Christ. And thanks be to God that Jesus Christ forgave me. I want to treat my spouse with that same humility. What about meekness and gentleness? Having tenderness toward others, preventing harshness and unkindness in dealing with them, especially our spouses. What about patience and long-suffering? Some say, boy, I'm not the most patient person. You may not be. Sometimes I'm not. But how do we do that? Walk in the Spirit. Let Christ have reign in our life. What about bearing with one another? Forgiving one another? The basis of our forgiveness is not whether you deserve it to not, or not how you treat me. But it's because God in Christ Jesus has forgiven me. And then he says, above all, love. Love. Because Jesus said, for God so loved the world. That includes me. And that includes you. That includes our spouses and our children. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. God, we know love because God first loved us. We can only do this by walking in the Spirit, by allowing Christ to have reign in our life. You see, when we let God rule in our hearts, we will treat our spouses like God would have us treat them. We will give and take in the right way so that God will be glorified in our marriages. We have to work at it every single day. There are no days off. Maybe you're here today and this is a lesson and a topic and an idea that causes you a great deal of pain. Because you've been through a divorce. You are separated. Or maybe you grew up in a house that dealt with divorce. Separation. 
And you know the pain and the difficulty that it causes. Maybe you can't go back and change the past, but the one thing you can do is move forward in your own personal relationship with Jesus. Every one of us, married or not, what we can do is we can look at what Paul says in Colossians chapter 3, in Matthew chapter 19, in Ephesians chapter 5, and other places in Scripture, and we can say, I want to have those qualities. And we can say, you know what? I am going to begin walking with the Spirit more and more every day. I am going to be the one that I'm going to be in the Word, that I'm going to be praying. When's the last time you prayed for your spouse, your family members? Or someone else? When's the last time that you thanked them for who they are and what they do? When's the last time you thanked God through prayer for your spouse? One individual said this, Base your marriage on a covenant. Don't settle for a marriage that's based just on a contract where your relationship is contingent on how well each of you live up to your expectations for each other. You been there? I've been there. Instead, base your marriage on a covenant in which you commit to love each other unconditionally because God loved me first. Don't wait on your spouse to make changes. You make changes. Don't wait on someone else in your family or the church or your neighborhood or your workplace to make changes. You make changes. Notice how Paul wrapped up these verses. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly. Paul would say, Romans 6 and Romans 7, let Christ have dominion. That means lordship. That means kingship. That means it's all about Christ. That's not one time, folks. That's a battle and a decision we have to make every single day. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. And whatever you do, whatever you do, wherever you go, whatever you read, whatever you watch, do all in the name of of the Lord Jesus. Because Paul said, if you are raised with Christ, you represent Christ. Paul says we are ambassadors. Whatever you do, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. Church, this is how we seek marriages that honor God. It's not in my own power. It's in the power of God as I yield to His Spirit in my life, as I make Christ every day King of my life. Church, if, if there's anything that we can do for you today, we stand here willing and ready. We want to pray with you. We want to pray for you. We want to lift you to the throne of God. We want to, as fellow armies, our soldiers in the army of God, walk with you arm in arm. If you need us to do so today, let us pray with you as together we stand and sing.